0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast. This is your host, Adam Forrest. Excited that you're here today. Uh, We have a real treat for you. We're going to be digging into how we grow our Facebook groups, but also so much more uh, in a conversation with Christina Jandali. Um, She is a multi-seven-figure entrepreneur. She's been through it all, folks. (laughs) Okay, so we got a ton of experience of her whole growth process of how she got there. Um, We're going to talk about that stuff, and we're going to talk about Facebook groups because this is a really popular... Popular and growing area where you can build intimate relationships right so you know we're all about branding and storytelling and all these things here at change creator because we want you to win the hearts of your audience um, and part of that process is how we're communicating our message like well, how do we communicate and build relationships we don't need a million people following us we just need some really good loyal customers and that can be a small number of reoccurring buyers and that makes our businesses successful so we're going to dig into a lot of this stuff with Christina today now, if you missed the last episode, it was with Bernard Schroeder. He is a branding legend. So excited to uh, have had the chance to talk with him. And, um, you know, we get into all kinds of stuff. He He's the guy that launched Amazon, Yahoo, uh, Pura Vida, so many big brands. I mean, and now they're iconic, right? But back then, he had no idea. He didn't even know. He said, you know, like he had no idea what Yahoo was. He didn't know what Google, uh, I'm sorry, Amazon was and all that kind of stuff. It was just all fresh. They built those brands, right? So tons of good insights and conversations conversation, uh, and takeaways there for you guys in that, uh, episode. So go back, check it out. Um, yeah. So one of the other things is we have our June opportunity open. So for our brand studio, this is a new initiative, a new division of the company. We've been building brands for years and helping people, uh, convert more sales on their websites and get those clear paths to purchase and things like that. Um, and so if you are looking for help and you want to build a powerful brand that people can follow, in love with and be memorable, but also start selling more on your website, you know, good user experience, clear path to purchase, Um, you know, reach out to us, book a call. So we have our brand studio. You go to changecreator.com. You'll see our services there um, and you can just book a call. There's some more information, obviously, on the page about it and some of our portfolio shots and things like that. But, you know, no trickery here. We get on the call. The purpose of the call is to have a strategic discussion where... I will personally talk with you to diagnose your business. I want to ask you questions and just find out are we a good fit to work together? We only take 4 people per month. So June is open at this point. We got a few calls lined up. We got things, you know, they they go quick, all right? But we're very selective because we only work with 4 people and that's because we want to give full attention, all right? And we want to make sure we give you everything you need. We work with you closely. We give you strategic insights, coaching, how to really create this process that works for you. Now, The important part of it is you want to have an established product, at least a proof of concept, meaning you have sold something. Service um a, a, a commerce product, whatever it is. And if you have that proof of concept, at least, then we're ready to use branding and good website design to accelerate your sales. But if you haven't gotten a proof of concept and you just have an idea, you haven't sold anything, then that should be your focus, start selling. We shouldn't be focusing on website design and branding and all these things just yet. So we wanna make sure you're taking the right steps at the right time, okay? Um, so guys, you can either go to changecreator.com, find our services, or just go to studio.changecreator.com and you'll go to our brand studio, and uh, we can have a conversation. See if we're a good fit. By the end of that that chat, we'll have a sense to make a decision. Like, should we move forward together or not? And that's what it's all about. Okay, so we want to connect with you guys and uh, help you uh, using our abilities in that space. Okay. All right. Let's dive into this conversation with Christina and see what she has to say. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're gonna do this. Hey, Christina. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. How you doing today? I am great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and no, I appreciate it. I'm glad to uh, connect and have discovered uh, the work that you're doing. You have a very lively website. Um, you know, it, it has a good vibe. So um, it looks like you've done a lot of great things. So I'm excited to dive in. I know there's a lot of people in our audience who are, you know, trying to figure out the coaching world and a lot of the things that you're already have paved your path with. Um, so we'll, we'll dive into those things. But before we do, let's just maybe get into a little background, um, I like to know like what's going on like now, like what's the most, like what's the, what's going on in your world these days. And then how do we get there? Like, what's the background?
1: Yeah. So today I have the opportunity of running a multi, um, multi seven figure online education coaching company, helping online entrepreneurs grow and scale. And more specifically using Facebook groups to be building their audience and be converting their leads into buyers. That's kind of a little bit about where, you know, where I am today. And I know often it's like, well, how did you ever get involved in Facebook groups? And why is that became the thing? And so for me, it actually kind of stemmed of frustration a bit in the sense of things were not working and there's got to be a better way. And why were things happening so slow? Well, it seemed like everyone else online was having the most success imaginable. And here I was kind of plugging away slowly, um, bringing in a trickle and thinking that there's got to be a better way and... and yeah. So it was through that things failing and not working that I realized that I was really missing that connection with my people, which had me start my first Facebook group. And then I had a massive financial breakthrough in that first month and really knew that I was onto something.
0: First month. Okay. That's interesting. Let's back into that a little bit. So you said multi seven figures now, so that gives us a good sense of where you're at. And, you know, I think we all can feel the pain of a slow roll (laughs) and, you know, trying things and them not working, or we think they're not working and we don't have the patience to wait and we start doing other things. (laughs) Um, You know, like I love Malcolm Gladwell's tipping point because it reminds you like, you know, stick with it. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about the earlier days, because I think there's a lot of relatable insight here for people listening um just to like tell me how you were feeling when it was really slow and what were some of the steps that you started taking to that you felt kind of like broke the cycle like started giving you hope <laughs> you
1: know yeah so for me uh you know in, in the beginning it's like i I think it's the getting started part. That's even part of the challenge in the beginning. It's just like starting with that idea. And for me, I remember it was when my daughter was born and I was working in a corporate career and and I had a successful corporate career, but I just, I knew that I was not wanting to ship her off to daycare and not be around for her as she was growing up. And I also really wanted her to create a life that she was fired up about. And I realized like that even though I had all the boxes checked in my life, I had the husband, the new baby, the house, money in the bank. There was still that piece of me that was felt like it was missing something. And so I you know, made a commitment that I was, I knew that kids are going to learn so much more from what we do, not what we say. So I made a commitment to, to her that I was going to pave the way, but it wasn't actually until my son was born that I actually had the courage to get started. And I think that, Just there's so many things that go in our minds, like, what should I do? And who can I help? And can I really do this? And geez, that's not very safe. And it's not very secure. And there's so much unknown. And especially after building up a career in a totally different aspect, it's like, well, am I ready yet? Can I do this? And I think that that period of time was probably some of the most challenging because there was just so much you had to work through in your own beliefs to be able to like hit go and get started. And then once I got started, I was, I got a client here and there and, it, but it, it just, I remember I would go get dressed up and I go to networking events in, in Vancouver. I live in Canada and I would go into the city. And so it was probably about a 30, 40 minute drive for me, depending on traffic. And I would get dressed up. I would have to leave my babies. Uh, and and then I would go to these networking events and I'd get these business cards and I'd, you know, grab one of them and I'd come in and I'd enter them one by one, a couple each time into my autoresponder. Like this is not. I'm going to work so well. Like this is going to take a long time. <laughs> and it was really humbling coming from a career where I'd established myself to somewhere where no one knew who I was. And I was starting from ground zero and had to kind of prove myself, so to speak, and, right. and, and, and develop some sort of authority when I didn't really believe that I was one to begin with. And as even though I, so I started getting a client here and there, I was nothing really consistent. And I really remember just taking like an honest look at, okay, I had two sheets of paper in front of me. I had one that was been like my goals that I was going to set and how many programs I was going to sell at whatever price. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. This is my plan. And on the other sheet of paper was my actual numbers that I generated in the business. (laughs) (laughs) And they were nowhere, nowhere near being the same.
0: And
1: I knew it, but I hadn't really had the courage to really look at it and Like okay, let's be real here. There's a problem. Like there's a breakdown. This is not working. And I remember just thinking like maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should take. Maybe I should go back to having a job. Like what is it, you know? And I and I knew that that was an impossibility. That I my reason for why was so much more important than that. And and I decided to look back, saying like well, how did I create success before in my corporate world? Like why was that not transferring over? Why was I failing so bad when it came to business? And I realized that one of my mentors had once. told me when we were sitting down for lunch and I said to her, like, what is like, what's the key to like, what's the key to success? Like you've been doing this a long time. She was near retiring. She'd been in the financial industry, which is where my background is from. And she said, you know, Christina, like, I can tell you what this is. And meanwhile, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be so good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like you're going to give me the goods. And she says to me, Christina, the key to success is building relationships. And i was like, well, that's not what I was hoping to hear, but, (laughs) but I sat with it. And I remember in that moment where I was in that, you know, in that funk of realizing how do I get out? I went back to that conversation. I thought, well, how am I actually really cultivating and building relationships with people right now? And I'm not. And so how can I do that online? I don't want to be going in person. I want to have freedom. I want to have time. That was the whole reason for starting this. I don't want to be, you know, strapped to a desk all day and, and strapped to a computer. And I realized, well, how can I do this online in a more leveraged way. And that's when I realized I could start a community and start a Facebook group and bring yeah. my people in and be able to connect with them and see who's on the other side. Because if you send an email, you don't like, really, I don't know who's on the other side. Do we know them? Did the, You don't yeah. really have that relationship with that. You don't, it's like, feels like it's one-sided. Yeah. And so that month that I started my Facebook group, I did $30,000 of like cash money received in the bank. And I was like, whoa, this relationship thing kind (laughs) of (laughs) works.
0: And so let's just pause it for a second. So I'm sure people are wondering, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What did you do in that Facebook group? How did you make $30,000? So can you break that down for a little bit for us? Like, what did you do for the group that you feel contributed to it working to really open your eyes there i know you're talking about relationships um and just people are looking for those strategies of okay so i have a group but what do i do with it how do i operate it how do i make money from it like you know so curious if you can just dig into that a little bit for people
1: so i actually started when i started my group i said to myself my only focus for this first month is going to be on growing my group if I'm not gonna stop doing anything else in my business that has not related to growing the group. That's my only point. So if my point is to grow the group, that means I have to create a space where people actually want to show up to, <laughs> it's going to have to, I have to have a reason to invite people to the group. There's going to, like, I have to do that. So, so I would set myself like a 24 hour goal, 72 hour goal, one week goal, like numbers that I would want to get. And I was really committed to getting my first 500 members. Cause I felt like that would be the benchmark of like having an engaged community, enough members coming in. So I made that as like my number one priority. And one of the things that I learned when I was in corporate was also always have something to invite people to, right? So I was always thinking like, well, what can I do? What am I going to invite people to? Okay, is this working? And so I was just focused on serving. And I know this sounds funny because sometimes I was like, and I and I don't agree with like, just give give value and the people who are going to buy that stuff. I don't believe that because we have to make offers and the thing, the sales don't happen on their own. Yeah. But when you do create a community and you focus on getting to know every single member and you're cultivating those relationships and you're listening to what people want and you're asking them questions and you're understanding them and you're finding out what, where they're getting stuck and what's making them tick and what's going on in their life and you really, truly do care about them and they feel seen and heard, they're going to tune in and pay attention to what it is that you're going to share. And they're going to have an, a, a, a much deeper level of trust with you because they feel safe with you. Sure. And so creating that environment. Now I was selling private coaching at the time. So it was, I think my price point was about $5,000 at the time when I was doing that. So it's not huge volume and yes, is to get to $30,000. It wasn't a low ticket right. offer, yeah. but it made it so that one yes would definitely leap me forward. And so I did a challenge, a five day challenge. And, um, I forgot to make an offer because I didn't like selling. And then so I did the five day challenge. I didn't even make an offer. And then someone actually reached out to me saying, hey, is there a way I can work with you? And I'm like, oh, geez, I didn't make an offer. I should do this again. So like right after I did another new challenge, I'm like, now I can actually make an offer and I'm going to invite people to come work with me because that's why I'm here. And so the, the, this, the sales came in on the back end of that, that first person on that first challenge that came out to me, which that was, that was like, you know, certainly not, not my doing. The second one came from what me actually making offers and the rest of the sales came in from me just having dialogue with the members in DMs and if appropriate, making invitations yeah, for them to know. hop on a call with me.
0: All right. So I'm going to get, I'm going to go a little deeper for people here. Um, and I'm curious on how you approach this, which is they're going to think, okay, great. So you did a challenge. You got these sales. That's cool. Love it. Um, all makes sense. And I, I like the intimacy, like building the relationships, You know, we're all about that. We love storytelling and branding for the same reasons, like really connect with people, resonate. Um, So when you're doing this, when you're approaching Facebook groups, which is getting more and more popular, um, what is the title of the group? What is the the uh, topic for the challenge? And then how does it tie into the offer? Like is there synchronicity between these things that really made it work? Like, ha- like that whole pre-framing them, setting them up to get the sale. Like, you know, it's like, you're coming in this group for this, I'm doing a challenge on this and now it's going to make sense because you're ready to work with me. And that's what you're helping them with, right? You're helping them get ready to work with you.
1: Yes. So today, if I was training someone, I would definitely teach them to tie things together so that they one <laughs> thing things leading into the next, <laughs> from wisdom of realizing But for me at the time, and and I think the landscape changes, right? And so the online market space has gotten more sophisticated, which means that there's more people doing it, which means that we need to be more clear as to like where we're guiding people, because there is too much noise and their, their time, their energy, their attention is being called in multiple different directions all the time. So we, it's, it's important that we're really specific and clear and bringing those people forward. Now, in the beginning, I'd love to say that's how I had it figured out. But I was like, I had, my group was called the Sassy Successful Entrepreneurs Face group. And at the time I was really focused on helping corporate women transition because that's what I had done. And okay, so I thought yeah. that felt aligned. And so I thought this is going to be this supportive place where I get to bring these other women that are kind of in that transition, be able to go through that experience. And, um, and so as I was, as I was going through, I, I think that um, one of my challenges, the first one was based on visibility and I gave way too much information. I mean, I packed in probably like an eight week course in five days and I'm like, let's go. And everyone's <laughs> like, whoa, drinking from the fire hose. I can't handle this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that was too much. Okay, we Overload. get to learn. <laughs> we get to learn from that. Um, and then I, I did another one because I, I actually did three challenges back to back over six weeks. So one was on uh, one was on visibility. One was on, I think, uh, discovery calls or getting discovery calls. I think it was about getting right. um, enrollment calls booked. So I was always thinking, what am what have I been able to do on something that I feel like I've gained on that I can help support right. someone else? Right. And and sometimes we get like lost in that well, we have to be like ten light years ahead of someone to be able to serve them. And it's like, no, if you've just been able to do something and accomplish something, like share that, share the journey and, and bring other
0: people along so they can learn from what you just learned. It's so fresh and and for you. So which is ultimately like a piece of what you coach, right? So it's like a small piece. Like if they work with you as a coach, like discovery, visibility, that's probably all part of what you would coach them with, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So so it was just like, you know, a little piece, a little piece. Now, um, today, you know, when I'm, when I'm, um, we use pop-up groups and today the group's called Grow Your Group because <laughs> <laughs> that's specifically what we're doing. Very straightforward, and- Yes there's a grow your group training series and there's a leading a kick-ass Facebook group program. So everything is very specific and leading to that. And we rinse and repeat and we get to do it over again. And that's very much the focus of it. But back then it was like, I was still figuring out like, what do I want to talk about? Did that work? Did that not work? Did that land? Did I like teaching that? Did people respond?
0: (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. And you know, I think there's some, some people overdo this idea of like, yes, you have to give value, right? And the free value concept, right? Um, I believe in giving over delivery for a paid uh, offer, but when it comes to the free value, um, do you find that it's more overwhelming for people? Like you don't get into the hows of doing something. It's more about like, if you want to, let's say you're saying you want to be more successful and make money, you're going to teach them why they need visibility, why they need to discover people a certain way so the why's and the what's and things like that so what what is your thoughts around how we position our um approach to offering that free value
1: so this is such a great concept and question and and you know we're we're so often told like talk about talk about the what and the why and don't get sorry talk about the yeah the what and the why and then go and give them the how when they actually invest with you yeah and quite honestly i've often struggled with like thinking, okay, how does that work? But what I've realized is this, because I've always been in the perspective, like I want to give as much and I want to support as people as much, but there's a difference between teaching a how and giving them a snippet of a how versus like having them drink from the fire hose and giving them so many hows that they don't even know what fits where and how it fits together. Right. And so I think that you want to have, you want to have one core piece of something that is juicy on a how that's building their belief with themselves that they can do it. That's giving them an answer to question that helps them see how it's possible for them, but it's not giving all of the things that they're going to have to do. And I think what's most important when we're going through challenges or campaigns or when you're with your content is helping people, um, helping people shift people's perspective to go from the struggling perspective of where things aren't working and the things that are standing in their way and the stories that they're telling themselves or the limitations that are showing up in their life and versus like the possibility of what gets to get there. And if you can help them see why they're struggling and help them see why they haven't got the results and why they're not getting across there. And if you can articulate that to them, they're gonna be totally sold on wanting to do business with you because they're gonna feel like you get them. And that perspective shift is way more valuable than giving someone five steps to something. Uh,
0: Right. (laughs) It is. And, you know, it's, and it is, it's not an easy uh, thing, I think, for most people to figure out on how to do that. There's, I guess, certain ways of approaching that kind of content and stuff. So, you know, here you are, you got your 30,000 and, you know, so where do we go? Where'd you go from there to start? I guess, let's say now you have proof of concept, right? So it's like, how do we start scaling?
1: So I would love to say that was like the moment that everything just took off and scaled from there. But the next month, what happened? <laughs> yeah. No, no, this part. Doubled no, it. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. The next month, I got so in my head about, wow, like the, how did this happen so easily? Because I wasn't focused on the money. I wasn't focused on monetization. I was focused on serving and connecting and building those relationships. And I was like, whoa, like, could it really be that easy? Like, did I just make that much? And I got so much in my head about it that, you know, I don't know if anyone that's listening has had this experience where it feels like you just had this new win. And then it feels like you go backwards, like 10 steps. And so my second month in my Facebook group, again, I was selling one-to-one coaching. So I was doing enrollment calls. I had 17 no's in a row, 17 enrollment calls. And they all
0: said no. Interesting. So what do you think happened?
1: So I think it was definitely in my perspective and my thinking, right? I was very much in my head and in fear. And, you know, we create what we think. And so yeah. if we think that it's not, and so I started questioning my value and questioning, was this a fluke? And what if I get found out? And you know, what if I can't do this again? And all of those things that are coming up, right? And then I remember when I shifted my perspective and I said to myself, because remember I was talking staying one step ahead of your people, like so that you're teaching them on along the journey. And I remember saying to myself, Christina, when you get to the other side of this, you're now going to be able to help your clients move through the challenges that come through as they go and experience this. Yeah. And so I get to go through this so that I can understand and feel their pain and understand yep. the experience of going backwards and help them navigate through how to get to the other side. And just that shift in perspective within a couple of days of shifting that perspective, I actually didn't. And I'd love to say it was tactical I was doing the same things, but it was that shift shift in perspective that ended up getting a yes coming in and just rebuilding that confidence. And sometimes we get slapped down, knocked down and our confidence gets, you know, it's like someone pops the confidence, pops, (laughs) pops our confidence (laughs) and we end up going flat. (laughs) And, and, and so it was like that, just that shift in perspective and also really taking a look at it saying like, you know what, I'm fully committed to this no matter what. And so what this happened, does it mean anything about me? Does it mean anything about anything else? Like suck it up pull up your big girl pants, take it seriously. And let's look at your business, your Facebook group as a business tool that you can use and get out of all of the other stuff that's not working. And let's just focus on what is and,
0: and, and lead from that place. Yeah, that doubt is a big, a big matzo ball for people like you go through 17 calls in a row. And if you're not closing, you know, the one thing that I've learned over the years is just you got to look at a bigger data set. <laughs> it's like you're making decisions off these like 17 calls is not a lot of calls. Like people do thousands of calls, you know what I mean? So like in a bigger perspective, if you had at least 30 to 50 calls and no one buys. You might say maybe my offer is no good. Right but you already had five proof of concept anyway so yeah i think i see we coach some you know entrepreneurs too and it's like i see that happen a lot well i didn't have any sales this month i'm like all right but what about the six month window what's what's your your close rate there like in in an average right and it makes a big difference like oh well i guess it is actually working (laughs) you know so it's a really great point that you made and and it does i think you have that confidence pop right it's it it hurts (laughs) yeah it it
1: hurts
0: (laughs) yeah it's not easy it's not easy so Okay. So, you know, that's interesting. So that's what happened the next month. And I guess when, how does like, if you were a coach and you're getting like a $5,000 client, that means you're spending a fair amount of time working with somebody. How many people can you really take on at once? Um, I think what people don't understand is how do you go from the all in like hands-on work where it takes a lot of your time. So time for money, almost kind of concept. um, And what's the business model look like to start scaling that kind of thing so that you could take yourself out of it more yeah great question
1: i, I mean i think it's having working one-on-one long-term is just going to lead to no time and a glorified job ultimately right? much, yeah so but it, it i mean it's it's super valuable it's a great place to start because you develop your process and you yeah. develop your
0: skill set and many i think of you have things- to start there it's like you have to like get in there and like do it before you can do anything else really Definitely. I've always looked at it as like, it's like that, ste-
1: it's that stepping stone. And and so for me, when I remember uh, I, as I was getting into thinking, okay, I want to leverage more of my time. And, and I started my very first program and it was a group program. And I remember I thought, okay, how am I going to fill it? Right? How am I going to fill it? What am I going to do? And so I made this, and, and I remember like, and it's funny because we just grow so much, right? And and just to give perspective, it took me five years to build a seven-figure company in the online space. And so this is the first, like, this is the beginning. This is early on. This is like the first year. And so I knew that I was wanting to sell this group coaching program. And I remember thinking to myself, I paid someone to set up this sales page on a website. And 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 they were, it was like a developer person that did it. I'm like, I have no idea what they're doing. And I paid this money. And I'm like, if I could just make the money back so that I'm not in the hole... I'm good. And I was working with the coach at the time and she's like, Christina, come on. I'm like, well, I just, I don't, I don't need to. I like, I was in this conversation, like, oh, I don't want to charge and I feel bad and I'm just learning. And, and she says, okay, let's stretch, let's stretch a little bit. Like what, what can we do here? And I said, okay, you know, maybe, and I said, okay, I want to have I'd really like to have at least five people. And then she's yeah. like, okay, what would be a bigger stretch than that? And I'm like, well, 10 people. She's like, okay, let's focus on getting between five and 10 people into this group coaching program. And, uh, this, this, I don't know. So, okay, great. I'm going to focus on five to 10 people. I was so broad with my, my niche at the time. Like I, yes, I started this group, but I also was in these, um, you know, the, I was in these different areas of, uh, of niches in my like in, in my physical environment, like when I go to networking events and so on, I would do that. So I remember having all this idea that I was going to do this webinar and I was going to convert all these people and all the buyers were going to come in there. And I did this webinar and nobody bought. And I was so bummed out thinking like, Ooh, but I said, okay, now I'm committed to this. And so my very first program I still laugh. I don't know how I managed to pull off people from all different sorts, but I had financial advisors in there. I had a photographer in there. I had an artist in there. I had um, wow. a mortgage person in there, like the whole gamut of like different mix of people. Interesting. And, and I just remember thinking, well, I can help anyone. And so I just like, I really, the first, that first time is like, I just hustled through relationships, connection, outreach, talking to people to fill it. And it felt oh my gosh, at the end of that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is exhausting. Yeah. And it took me a while to even get up the courage to go and do it again. And that particular program, it was it used to be called 90, 90 Days to Getting Booked and Getting Paid. And it was focused on helping new coaches get their, their paying, first paying clients coming in and establishing their business. Good offer. And but I just wasn't excited about it, and and it, and I just kind of shifted and adapted it, and and then what happened because I was growing in my Facebook group, people were seeing like, whoa, like you're just seeing so much growth, so much engagement, like what is it that you're doing? Can you teach us what you're doing? I'm like. Oh, (laughs) that's what I can do. And, and that's really where it just felt so aligned because it was how I'd had such massive breakthroughs. And so I started teaching people what I was doing in my Facebook group so they could do that. And um, yeah, that was kind of how it came about of creating my Facebook group program.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, the hustle to do that was only because you were booking clients and trying to figure out how to do that for yourself which led you to have a skill set that other people were interested in
1: exactly and what cool. i didn't even realize you guys was i was hustling to get these clients into this group coaching program what i didn't realize is like okay i was using challenges and they were converting effectively for me to sell my private coaching so why would i not use the same Process and sales system to be booking people into my group program. And then when I shifted that and sold, used my challenge to sell, so, so just to give perspective, when I thought, okay, I'm gonna teach this program, I sold two spots. This is going I teach people I can do in the Facebook group. I sold two spots and it kind of bombed. And it was like, oh, two people in the group program, I'm gonna look like a loser. And people are gonna yeah. think like you, why would I listen yeah. to you? And so I offered them a refund. I didn't have the heart to tell them why, like why I just said, oh, something changed. And they wouldn't take their money back. He said, "No, Christina, I want like I want you to help me. Like, I don't want my money back. I want your help." And yeah. so, that's when I kind of regrouped and I had that aha of why don't I use the same method that I was going to teach them, which I've been using inside of my, inside of my group. Why don't I just do that and then lead into it. And so I did that and I sold 20 spots into my very first um, program for the Facebook request. And I was like, Oh yes. (laughs) That's interesting. I love
0: that. (laughs) I mean, are you still doing any high ticket coaching yourself or are you totally like hands off now doing this other thing?
1: Um, we do have I do have a, a high level group coaching program that I work with people. Our VIP Cashflow Accelerator program. It is on a leverage basis, and we have coaches in there. And um, I usually will work with three maximum people privately, one to one. And I'm very very picky about who we have, and we tend to have a long wait okay. list for people that want to come in. But I enjoy it um, for the right people and in very small
0: doses because it is very time intensive. Yeah. And how does the, just out of curiosity, I hear a lot of people doing group coaching and stuff like that. Um, what can you give a little taste of how that operates? Like what, how does that like, is that like you meet monthly? Are you actually like teaching people anything or is it just, they're coming to questions on a topic? How does that flow for you?
1: So uh, for our, just as an example, like for our larger group coaching program, right over a year, um, every 90 days is curriculum that like an implementation plan. So there's very specific, here's what you're doing, here's how you do it. So the first 90 days, people focus on really building a, a decent, um, sizable audience base. And then for the next nine months, we focus on their challenge launches and debriefing and, and, and going and doing it again and really reaching a level of mastery. So there's predictability right and knowing like okay by the end of the year is knowing that you've got a sales system dialed in that's converting predictably for you to take those leads into buyers so we have the three month and then the nine month and then um there's they get two group coaching call actually three now three group coaching calls with me each month um they have two accountability calls with an accountability coach each week that's cool for the first three weeks of the month, they get copy reviews from a copywriter twice a month. They get tech calls every week from my team. So it's not somewhere I would start with that, but because the yeah. the, the business has grown and the team has grown, I have the capacity yeah. to be able to bring in my team and resources to yeah. help serve yeah. people. But in the beginning, I would have started a group where I was the one serving them in the different aspects that I could, that was aligned with me. And typically I would work with people, you know, if I was doing a group coaching program, maybe I'd be, meet with them every week and then they'd have the Facebook group for support. But so it's important to always start where you are, start simple and you can always add on and scale from. Yeah, there.
0: exactly. I think that's good advice for people is, you know, don't feel like it, you, cause you're at a different level. So it's like the people are like, Oh, I got to do all this stuff. And it's like, you know, they get into it and like, no dude, like you need to start small. So, I'm glad you said that (laughs) so so. what's that
1: (laughs) very much so yes you've got to start yeah yeah I mean it's
0: and and it grows right so when you see that you're getting more clients that things are working you can continue to I guess expand on adding the extra extra benefits to people and stuff like that Um, that's interesting so it's like a year-long program I guess that's right yeah yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. And so now the Facebook stuff that you teach, that's like a course.
1: Yeah, it's more like a course. So it's like eight weeks, start to finish.
0: Every week has a module and then yeah. you know, coaching support to be able to go through. You got the trifecta. Like- you got the high ticket coaching, you got the group mastermind basically, and then you got the the course. Yeah, you got it. Love it. Yeah, I like that. I like that's a great model too, because it it's also a good like it's good as the founder and entrepreneur to go through that process right and then also for the people who start maybe in the facebook course and they if they want to get then in the mastermind and work their way up that ladder as well right
1: yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think the most important thing to look at is I remember um, Clay Collins from Lead Pages. This is something yeah, that really. I is do cool. know. I remember when he first started Lead Pages. Yeah. And something that he said that really landed with me is his five by one model. And it was like the fastest way to build a million dollar business. And he was talking about having one target market, one offer, right? One sales system one core source of traffic over one year and if you do that over a year and you just focus on those five ones for a year you're going to end up way further ahead than
0: if you're trying to dabble into multiples of those on all of those platforms as you go right but would you consider like when you started you were doing hands-on like coaching five thousand dollars a head that would be one offer but to scale that to seven figures You'd be a very busy bee.
1: (laughs) You would, yes. So, hundred percent. And so, I think I look at it from this perspective: when you're when you're growing in your scale, you're starting from the beginning, you're doing private coaching, right? you know, if you want to get to a million dollar business and you're charging, you know, hundred thousand per person or 50,000 per person, like you're charging a significant higher amount of money, if you're going to want to hit that number and be able to manage it. Yeah. And so you have to be asking yourself is the, you know, is the, is the value there to be able to create that. But I look at when you're starting with private coaching, you're creating cash flow that funds your ability to be able to start building out the leverage component yeah. So I almost look at it as like the private coaching in the beginning is almost like a job. It's like, okay, I'm putting in this time. Um, I'm getting paid decently for the time that I'm putting in this. And what it's doing is it's giving me the space and freedom to now spend the rest of my time to master my marketing and sales and to build out that leverage offer. Yeah. So they have the capacity to be able to grow. So I kind of look at it from the perspective. It's like, it's feeding your freedom and it's giving you, it's letting you eat, pay your bills. <laughs> yeah. so so that you can develop, because it, what most people don't realize is if you are selling a low ticket course, then you have to have another income
0: source to be able to fund yourself as you grow, because it's just not going to happen. It's tough. No, it's tough. And you're going to be trying to like, oh, I got to get, I see everybody wants to jump right into Facebook ads. So sexy. I'm like, if you're not selling 10, 20 grand organically, you should not be doing Facebook ads, right? Um, and yeah, that's always um uh, a place that people want to jump right into. And it's usually too early. Timing is everything.
1: <laughs> so true. Yes.
0: So um, we'll wrap up here in a minute. I know you got some things you got to get to uh, shortly. So one thing I think is really interesting and important, and I know you've tackled this because I can hear what you've been saying is how we think, right? The mindset, which is, you know, that is like, all the business strategy in the world is great. And, you know, you can have all those skills, but if you can't get out of your own way um, you know, like I'm big, like I love every morning and every night I read certain affirmations, you know what it is. It's, it's more like not, yes, you are reprogramming in a sense, but it's to remind yourself. Like, I can't remember what I watched Uh, last night on tv let alone these important changes i'm trying to make right so if you're not reminding yourself all the time so i'm curious like what were some of the major barriers that were you found that you had to kind of like to become the next version of christina you know like what what did you find was the biggest challenges for you Oh
1: my gosh, there's been so many.
0: And the funny thing is, when I first started I was like mindset, I don't need
1: mindset. Why do I need mindset? Just give me the everyone strategy. <laughs> Just yeah. give me the strategy. Give me that
0: foo foo crap.
1: <laughs> but but here's here's the thing, right? When 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 we're taking a look at, you know, you know, we're taking a look at strategy, right? Is that strategy it, the way we see something is what we create, right? The way you look at business is the way that you're going to experience business. And so if you look at business as hard, it's going to be hard. If you look at it, that it's going to take a long time to get to where you want to go. It's going to take a long time to get to where you want to go. If you look at, um, right. Like if you find, if you look at money being easy to make, you're going to find that money's going to come in easily to you. And so, so, and I know that it, the, 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 I think the biggest massive breakthrough shift that I had in my perspective and thinking was taking a hundred percent responsibility. And what that meant was in the beginning, I always hoped that a mentor or someone would like scoop me up and, demonstrate like their belief in me, or that would show me the way. And um, they would introduce me to the right person, they would deem me worthy, they would, they would, they would, you know, um, elevate me to the status that I wanted to be, they'd have all the right answers, they'd tell me about the right offer, they would tell me the right way to do something. And if I just listen to them, then I'm going to be able to get the result. And then what would happen was I didn't get the result. And then I would think that, well, maybe they weren't the right person, or that wasn't the right program, or it wasn't the right coach. And I was constantly looking at, okay, well, maybe I need something else. Maybe I need something else. And I'd have like all of these, you know, half built bridges to get to where I want to go. And then I would like, oh, that didn't work. And then start a new one, right? Oh, like, you know, you hear all this, this things all the time. Oh, maybe I should have Instagram. You start doing Instagram. Didn't work. Okay. Start a new thing. Maybe I need to have Facebook and start Facebook <laughs> and then I can do that. Maybe I need to have a podcast. And you have all these people that are starting these new things all the way over and they're never giving themselves the opportunity to get to the finish line. And it's because they're not taking responsibility because let's face it, there's other people that are massively succeeding in any of those strategies to get the results and starting a new one is not going to create the result unless you're doing something out of order, which sometimes can be the case. But for the most part... It's really taking a look, okay, if I'm trying five different things and they're not working, what's the common denominator here? And sometimes it's hard to really look at that and say, whoa, like maybe it's me. And it's not about assigning blame or feeling bad about it because the way you treat yourself and the breakdown is more important than anything, but it's taking a look at, okay, it's the way that I look at it. And if my beliefs, my expectations are creating the results that I want, then that means I have the power to change that and adapt what I think so that I can create what it is that I want. And so I, so, so we, we, we can't blame other people or expect other people to save us. We've got to take hundred percent ownership. And that's when you have that level of commitment and intent that no matter what you will create that outcome that you're going to go after. And that's when you start building trust with yourself. And oftentimes starts small, right? It starts small with just doing that, like one thing. And then you start to build trust with yourself and say like, okay, I can do this. And you know, it grows and it gets a little bit more. And so hundred percent responsibility, hundred percent of the time means that no one's to blame because the complainers, they all stick together and, um, and they all fail and flop (laughs) and bomb. And all of the leaders, if you look at this, if you're at any group program, all the leaders, the ones that are rocking it, the ones that are like making massive waves, They're like stepping into the driver's seat. They're not waiting for someone to save them or fix them or tell them the way they're running with it. And they're open, they're coachable, they're getting support, but they have that level of commitment of what it is that they're stepping into. So 100% responsibility lets us really just take a look. Okay, if what I'm seeing and experience right now is not what I want, then what do I need to change within me to be able to change that? Because the perfect tactic is not gonna fix what you're not aligned to being, to
0: creating. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I appreciate everything you just said. And it's it's really, I I think it's one of those things that a lot of people are late to the party to realize, uh, you know, but they, as soon as they like, they go bankrupt or their bank accounts down to that last dollar they're going, i i know i'm smart i was great in corporate i did all this stuff but why isn't this working and you start saying the only last place to look is right there right and then they finally will start doing what they need to do but you're right like we kind of touched on it earlier, like doing things at the right time is important. And I hear a lot of people Well, I want to run this kind of business. So I'm just going to start a course. I'm going to make something up. I read a couple of books. I'm just going to sell it gonna sell it. I'm like, yeah. And you can spend a million dollars trying to figure out how to sell that thing. Right. Or you can go in the right order and do it for people first. Like we've been talking about learn, learn, learn. And I think a lot of people don't want to go through those processes. It's too daunting to them, you know?
1: You know, it is daunting and and, you know, the other the other thing that, you know, no one ever tells us when we get into the space is that it's gonna be the best personal development that you've ever done and it's like building a business <laughs> and and being a parent too my dad <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You stick them together is probably the yeah. best like personal development on steroids yeah because you're forced to look at yourself a lot and have to move through stuff and part of that I know it might sound strange to some but part of that is actually healing old stories and old wounds and old yeah. things that you've experienced that have given you the belief system that you have and that it's not fun to go through but if
0: you don't go through that you're just going to keep replay creating the same thing over and over and over again paradigm stuck absolutely yeah no it's really true and um you're right i mean people get they get stuck in those loops and i see it all and the more you go through this as an entrepreneur like you start seeing it with other people like oh man you do the same thing all the time and it makes more sense too when you dive, dive into it the other nice thing too about starting in the right order with these services and stuff is you learn how to sell And once you learn how to sell, then you're never going to go hungry. Like you can always get a client or two, pay the bills, do what you got to do. And then it's just a matter of like scaling and figuring out the other stuff. But if you can get on the ground level and learn to sell, you're in good shape.
1: Yes. I mean, it's it, when you look at that, it's like, I think you're, I mean, there's two skill sets they need to master in business, right? Um, marketing, which is attraction, building an audience and yeah. selling. And when you have those two mastered, no one can ever take that away from you. You're indispensable and you can create anything that you want. And that's why oftentimes when people start businesses, I always say, start with where you're most confident because you developing the skill set in an area that you're most confident you can carry over something else. So when I first started, I was, you know, working with financial advisors. And I, had, I was going through these different steps, but it's like that's what I knew. And I was like, okay, I could feel confident there. And then I can develop my skill set in marketing and sales. So then I can carry it over to where it is that I want to go. But if you're not feeling confident about what you're selling or what you're speaking into, and then you hope that your passion project is going to be the thing to get there, then it's going to take you a little longer to
0: get there. A lot longer. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap up, but I do have one more thing if you have a minute. Mm-hmm. So we talked a lot about your kind of your latest, you know, uh, offer, which is really growing these Facebook groups and learning how to sell to these guys, which is just a great process. Um, can you tease uh, the audience a little bit with a couple ideas of, well, how do I start building a Facebook group? Is there anything that we can, we could test out on our own just to kind of get a little flavor of that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, there's multiple different ways of growing your group and I've got a little gift for you guys that'll help you with All more right. tactical Great. things that you can share. And I think that with, with, with starting your group, you want to be thinking about, okay, what is it, what's in it for them? Like, why are they going to want to join? And if it's a post or a PDF or a checklist that you would do like as a lead magnet to get people on your list, as an example, you can have the same for your Facebook group. So giving them a reason for them to join, you're going to do a training. You're going to give them a little, um, um, cheat sheet, you're going to give them something. And then once you've got that, now you got to tell people about it, right? It was like no use of <laughs> being the best cat secret. So, um, so what I do have for you guys is a Grow Your Group bundle. is something that we actually sell and I'm gifting it to you guys. And what's included in that is the perfect naming blueprint. So, it's how to Um, how to come up with that perfect name for your Facebook group. So your people know like, yes, this is for me. It also has how to create your perfect intro post, So how to introduce yourself to the members in your group in a way that builds credibility, but also relatability. And then the third piece is a five-step mini course on how to grow your Facebook group. So you'll get like tangible, actionable steps that
0: you can apply right away. Sweet. Okay. So how would anybody listening get their hands on this very special gift?
1: So you can go to DeliverYourGenius.com forward slash Adam, and you can pick that up. So DeliverYourGenius.com forward slash Adam.
0: Okay, so your your basic domain with my name at it. So we'll add that in the show notes and stuff like that when we get live. Everybody can grab it. And if you hear this before it's on our website, you can grab it as soon as you hear it. Um, and then obviously, if you want to learn more about Christina, work with her, get into her programs. Um, obviously, she knows what she's doing. And you guys can check that out at deliveryourgenius.com. Awesome.
1: Thanks for right, having Christina. me, Adam.
0: No, I appreciate it. It was a fun conversation. And uh, yeah, we'll stay in touch. Sounds good. Thanks for tuning into the Change Creator podcast. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to get access to free downloads and other great resources that will drive your business forward.